0: Hello and welcome to this IBR Business Profile, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. For the Business Profile segment in the 18th edition of our program, which aired during the first weekend of May 2020, we talked with Roger Johnson, owner of Premier Furniture and Equipment based in Shell Rock, a business that focuses on the needs of schools and the changing world of education. We connected via Zoom on April 28th, 2020. So how did the idea come about to start this company? What led you with your past work to that point some four years ago?
1: Obviously, I'd mentioned, I've been doing school furniture equipment for different dealers throughout the Midwest for numerous years prior to it. Um, and of got to the point where I said, gosh, I could probably do this on my own instead. And with great support of family and the wife, uh, we uh, made the leap of faith. And uh, that's where it all started from there.
0: That always fascinates me when I talk to a business owner and they say, I had some experience, I was working for someone else, but then I decided to take the leap and start out on my own. What were some of the things that you evaluated in your mind As you said, you know, I think I want to do this on my own. I think I've learned enough working for other people. But what were some of the things that led you to say that there were more pros than cons as you evaluated it?
1: You're kind of in the routine, the uh, the the process of doing what you do best. But you always had somebody in the background to take care of some of those miscellaneous tasks, or you didn't know what those miscellaneous tasks were. So I think that was uh, maybe a bit of uh, concern of trying to learn and understand what those particular uh, loopholes might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also another challenge maybe in that decision process was my the, the employer that I actually left to start this company with was uh, a true partner, a friend, uh, a comrade in the whole process. So definitely you don't wanna burn bridges and have uh, uh, adversity through that process as well. So that was another significant challenge, I think just uh, the, the fearfulness of offending a friend.
0: And, and that's a very serious, serious point because, again, in any working relationship, if it's been successful, you have that closeness, uh, whether it is as a friend or a mentor, and to then jump and, in essence, be a competitor, that's a very difficult thing to work out. When you started this business, you were just doing it on your own at home, as I understand it, and things have kind of changed over the course of time. Talk about the original business model or plan and how things have kind of been tweaked here in the last few years.
1: I would tell my customers somewhat jokingly, but it's very true that I basically had two different offices. One of them, my home office down in the basement. The other office was the uh, van that I drove across the state in. So mm-hmm. a mobile office as well, mm-hmm. really from the inception of the company, um, again, with support and partnership with the, the wife and family and whatnot, they're helping out at coaching on a daily basis I really think some of the challenges through that process. You know how it evolved from there. In some regards, it's rather simple because it was still the same things that I was constantly doing. It was the same customers, it was the same product, it was the same potentials and opportunities and challenges. So not much of that had changed. Really started out with the target of a business plan of simply doing that with myself and perhaps hiring somebody as a support customer service. You know the business aspects of invoicing and whatnot to be able to help me out with those particular items. But over a short, short period of time, um, we are just blessed with fortunate opportunities and growth. And truly, it was a, a frustration of mine of not being able to service the amount of customers that uh, had, had interest in, in what we were doing or as maybe some of the good things that we were building upon. So that's how more people and, and the ball just kind of uh, rolled down the hill rather quickly at that
0: point. So now you have a facility, you have a showroom, you have employees. So if we were to just meet on the street and you were to say that you were the one who owned Premier Furniture and Equipment, and I say, what's that? What's the answer? What do you do?
1: Premier Furniture Equipment works exclusively with school districts, K-12 uh, for the most part. And we provide and furnish products and services for virtually anything under the roof of their building regarding furniture and equipment. We work directly with them.
0: It's a very different sort of educational process now than it was not even all that long ago. And I know from my experience teaching at the college level over the course of 25 years, the way you taught students changed. The physical makeup of classrooms changed. I think sure. that's probably especially true in K-12. So over the course of time that you have dealt with this, what have you seen in terms of an evolution or a change in terms of the products that are needed in order to properly educate students these days?
1: Hey, that's a great question. It goes back to what I addressed earlier about the opportunities that are available. The reason um, that we're in a brand new showroom and the reason why we have all of these things going on here, uh, again, I jokingly would tell our customers in the past, which might have been as recently as three to five years ago, They would call me this time of the year and say, Roger, we need 25 more of those same 25 chairs we ordered for the last 25 years. (laughs) Um, But that's changed now that school administrators and definitely teachers understand, as you mentioned, the learning dynamics, the teaching dynamics within the classroom has changed so much. So the uh, classroom that we older adults, from when we went to school is totally non-existent any longer. And what we find in that new culture shift in that, uh, changing of teaching and learning, administrators might not know exactly what they need to do differently from a furniture standpoint. They know they need to do something different. So they might read about it in a book or they might see it in the catalog or in a website, but they really there, there's not a cookie cutter approach that here's the magic bullet of how you outfit a classroom because so much of it is dependent upon the teaching style of that independent teacher again tying it back to the showroom we just felt it was so so important that you know again I couldn't just drive my van across the state and drop off two or three different chairs and say here's what everybody's buying because it's such a wide wide variety of different options for them to choose from so uh, we've got a great example of a school district that uh, and this was even as probably two three years ago one particular teacher had nine different types of chairs in her classroom with a big old sign in the class that said and this was like a third or fourth grader level and the sign simply says, pick the chair that you want. If you don't like it, change it throughout the day, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just the culture that has changed so much. So,
0: And that is interesting because, again, it used to be you'd walk down the hallway of a school, and <laughs> the only way you could tell the difference from one room to the other was the number outside the door. They were all identically equipped. They were all identically styled. There might be a bulletin board where the teacher had something that was unique. But now learning is done in a collaborative setting. Teaching right. is done at a variety of levels within a classroom, and so it truly requires you, does it not, as, in essence, the designer for this, to say, who's in this room? What are they going to be learning? What's their teaching style? It's the opposite of cookie cutter, in other words.
1: For sure. You're very, very exact on with that whole process. So, you know, you, you throw that in there with a the different teaching and or learning styles that happens within that room but then you compound it with uh, the budget for an example, that the the teacher might have this perfect dream of this is exactly how it's gonna work out for me, but unfortunately maybe the budget isn't there for it. So that's where we can come in and help as well of maybe different uh, cost variations or different products that get what we want in this area, but maybe we sacrifice in a different area. The other tremendous part of that as well is storage within a classroom has changed so much as well. So it's not just the functionality of a desk and a chair, but how is that storage um, because it's technology driven we don't have as many books and papers type of things or maybe we have the maker spaces and the different uh, components and then those type of items that uh, again it can't be a cookie cutter approach and in likely terms it can't be cabinetry that's bolted to the floor and screwed to the wall that's permanent. That again has to be a multi-purpose piece of furniture not just for storage so a lot of different components that can uh, be involved with it as well.
0: I wonder if I could step into the classroom today, and I've been out of it now five or six years. I wonder Mm -hmm. how much of it I would recognize even today in that period of time because you've been in this business for some time. You see some teachers who've been at it for 15 and 20 and 30 years. How easy was it for you to adapt your thinking and mindset as you're presenting products to a user, to a consumer, a school, And how difficult has it been in your experience for some of these educators to adapt over the course of time? I I, I presuppose the idea that young ones are easily adaptable and we of a certain age are not, but maybe that's not the case. So how did it work for you and and how is it working for others?
1: That's that's another great summary, Jeff. Uh, Certainly from us, that has been the uh, leap board, I guess, for us because we're all based upon opportunity. Uh, and when we see there's constant change and different things out there, that's what drives us, and that's really what our value and really what I think our purpose is. It's coming in, helping them. You know, we, we sometimes use the word future-proof. You know, and that's impossible to try to come up with, but as best we possibly can as to what is transforming and what has worked in the past and what how we can build upon those type of things. So, from a company standpoint, I definitely think it's more from the opportunity standpoint. So. Not challenging, pretty uh, intriguing and exciting uh, to be able to pursue those things. Mm-hmm. Um, from an educator standpoint, you're exactly right. There's really, again, no cookie cutter approach to it. So it doesn't matter if it's the larger metro school district is more advanced than a rural one or vice versa. There's no rhyme or reason to that at all.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: really no rhyme or reason to the, what you would say, the age of the educator within the room Um, because we really have some dynamic-driven people that might have been doing this for 20, 30 years that see the constant change, and they just love teaching so much and working with the kids. They see the benefit, so they're all excited about it. It, It'd be pretty dangerous to maybe stereotype a district or an administrator or a teacher in any of those type of things. at all. You just have to learn and understand of what their dynamics they're going through and what their uh, dreams and wishes might be.
0: As you look at the next, and I'm picking arbitrary numbers, five, 10 years, whatever, of your company. Talk finally, if you would, about the challenges that you think you're going to be facing, but the opportunities that you're also going to be presented with over this next phase, the growth, the next logical growth of the business.
1: Certain things come to mind. I think uh, undoubtedly as any small business owner, or a new business owner, is it's all about the caliber and the culture of the people that you bring on and add to the team. You know, that by far, and it's not because of there's a limited pool of people that are available, but it's kind of a unique little business. Uh, Again, you might have 30 years of experience of doing it, but if it's all changed in the last three years, what does that matter? You know, trying to find somebody that has the right mindset and certainly the culture goes with it is very, very important to us. Um, I would rather pass on hiring anybody for the rest of our careers uh, rather than risking hiring the wrong person. I think the other component of that as well is you hear the uh, so many reports of people that had great businesses started for the first several years, and, and the word comes about is they just grew too fast. They lost yeah. control of things, or they you know let me things that delegated down the ranks. Um, That by far is a big concern as well without trying to be a control freak, micromanager type of leader in the process, but giving them the freedom to do what they do and bring their intelligence to our team while not losing focus on what we need to achieve tomorrow and five, ten years down the road as well. So uh, a lot of crystal
0: ball uh, planning and hoping, I guess. Roger Johnson, owner of Premier Furniture and Equipment, online at fepremier.com. And they are also active on Facebook, where you can see photos and videos of new products designed for a COVID-19 world, including furniture for socially distant classrooms and Sanistop, a one-stop sanitation station that began being used in schools and their athletic fields this summer. We spoke via Zoom on April 28th. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa with the podcast posted right here every week along with additional IBR extras and business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.